people to see the work that modern day apostles are doing in the kingdom. Every true Christian is sent. It's just a matter of where. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for meeting with me, for, for agreeing to do this interview. Oh, Dave, it's so good to be back and be able to reconnect with everyone. And I feel great. Glad, good. Glad to be here. Good. Yeah. So for those that never watched the video, yep. uh, who haven't seen it yet, at the very end of this video, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll make sure to put a link to it. But 18 months ago, in the snow, we interviewed Steve doing a testimonial and uh, about uh, living with uh, stage four glioblastoma, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and the timeline even then, the prognosis even then, uh, we didn't know how long you'd be here. No. Right? No. I mean, every day is, is borrowed almost, so to speak. Exactly. And I just love the fact you're still alive and kicking, doing great, and we're doing a, a follow-up interview. Um, so thank you. My pleasure to be here. Um, I can tell you a little bit about glioblastoma, if you'd like to know. Yes. Some... Yes. So uh, to, to give a quick, um, <clears throat> what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, what glioblastoma is, um, and then talk about some of the challenges, the challenges of dealing with this. My hope is that... It, the idea of apostle talk is these, the, the, I want to um, be able to shed light on the big picture is apostles, people that have been sent out. And we'll talk about your ministry and what you were doing in life. When you got um, just sideswiped, you yes. got just completely struck out of the blue with a terminal illness. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about uh, how you faced that, what that felt like, and then wrap it up with um, words of encouragement for those people who are in a similar situation, mm. uh, whether it's specifically a, a brain cancer mm -hmm. um, or some other sort of terminal illness. Okay. Um, so with that, before we get going, I just want to pray over this time just real quick. Wonderful. Lord, thank you. Thank you for Steve. Thank you um, for the 18 months uh, since the last interview. Thank you that uh, he and his family are still doing great. Uh, Lord, I pray for this time. I pray for this video. I pray that um, you will speak through Steve and I and that you will speak to someone who's listening now who needs words of encouragement from a man who has experienced it and who is going through it personally. Lord, we both love you and we are so grateful for the time that we have on this earth. Be here now with us. Be with the people who are listening or watching to this right now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I interrupted you, Steve. Why don't you go ahead? What is glioblastoma? Yeah. Well, don't let my notes... Uh, distract you. I just want to make sure I have some of the details right here. Yeah. So that's why I have this prepared in yeah. advance. Um, in February of 2020, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma multiform terminal stage four brain cancer. The tumor was the size of a large plum. Um, and I underwent two craniotomies where they opened up my scalp and my skull and uh, dug it out. Uh, and these two operations were four days apart. The first time they went in, they couldn't get it all, so they had to go back in. 
I was in neuro ICU for approximately 10 days and after four weeks of healing I underwent 30 days of radiation therapy and simultaneously beginning a full year of oral chemotherapy which meant a full year of vomiting basically I think I lost 75 pounds oh during that time yeah it was yeah. terrible it was horrendous uh, glioblastoma is the most aggressive form of brain cancer and as a result is automatically graded as stage four it is considered considered terminal and only about five percent of people make it to five years I was told I had 12 to 18 months and here we are still praise the Lord God is good how many months has it been since the the diagnosis uh, it's been two and a half years two and a half years yeah. fantastic so uh, what is life like for you now well life is a joy every day when I wake up first thing I say is thanks be to God uh, uh, that I'm even waking up uh, because there's a chance I could go in my sleep yeah. uh, it's you know, like you said I'm on borrowed time yeah. And I have other friends who we've met since this all started yeah. who also have glioblastoma. Okay. And they're not faring quite as well as I am, which is so hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we watched this one gentleman we had over to our house for lunch maybe three weeks ago. And then we went to a ceremony at his house for his anniversary and he was already in a wheelchair couldn't talk uh, just he was a wreck a train wreck so that's what I may have to look forward to but uh, Barbara and I just went on our 39th wedding anniversary up at Lake Placid and it was a bittersweet time because yeah. one minute we're talking about our days long ago our courtship years and the next thing you know we were talking about well what am I going to do when I'm incapacitated? Are you going to put me in a, you know, Those skilled nursing facility or what? But yeah. 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 Especially on an anniversary trip, you want to talk about um, the joys and the future. Exactly. Um, but you guys, I mean, this is the, the uh, you guys have taken several anniversary trips with this. Uh, in anticipation. I mean, I remember yeah. last year when you guys went for your anniversary and uh, Biddeford, how, yeah. how everyone was so excited, like, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and who knows, maybe there's uh, another two, three, four, five, six. God willing. It's God willing. all his plan. Amen. So now you mentioned uh, to me uh, before we started filming, uh, cognitive. So on a day-to-day -day basis, mm. um, what are the challenges with well, that? I am nowhere near the man I was mm. two years ago. Uh, I was pretty sharp uh, mentally. Uh, I was a very avid reader. I loved to write. Uh, I was working uh, as a nurse, so you've got to be on the ball when you're dealing with people's medications. What, what type of nursing was it? It was psychiatric nursing Ooh. with hostile young adolescents. Oh, good grief. So that is why I had to 
cut my career short because the first thing they would do when they saw this scar up here, they would be throwing a chair at my head. I know it. So that's the kind of kids these were. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Um, yeah. Uh, so y your life was really busy. Yes, very busy. Uh, unfortunately now though, because of my current cognitive situation, once in a while my wife, and this hurts, will say, you're not the same man I married. That hurts, but it's true. Uh, as my doctor would say, it's your new normal. So, yeah. so I'm having to compensate and do what I can to deal with it. Um, one of the things that's very bothersome right now is that I have scar tissue floating all around my brain. And this is causing some issues. Uh, it's causing uh, my brain not to be able to process what I see on the left side. So I have no vision kind of in my left quadrant. Wow. So unfortunately, that cuts down on my reading ability, and it certainly doesn't allow me to drive anymore. So there's yeah. another loss that I'm experiencing. So uh, back up just a little bit and, and let's talk about, you, you mentioned that you were a nurse. What else was life like before this mm -hmm. uh, on the ministry side? So you were um, vocationally, you were a nurse, psychiatric, helping yes. teens out. Yes. Um, now you said you like to write. Didn't you have a, uh, a, a, like a, a card ministry as well? I asked our minister if I could start a card ministry where I sent greeting cards out to people that were sick or injured in yeah. our church. Yes, yeah. that was one, one way I thought I could help. Uh, and that's still in existence, but yeah. slowed down quite yes. a bit. Yes, well you actually, in fact, when I went to Malawi, you sent me several cards. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how um, that one fly is just, yeah, <laughs> he keeps buzzing yeah. you. Um, but then you also, there were other elements that you were active in at church, right? I was. I was very active in the church, especially in the men's group areas. Yeah. Uh, I used to hold a campfire fellowship here on our property for all the guys. And we'd have 20 or 30 guys out here. It was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, also, I was a facilitator for a small group for a Bible study known as God of the Word, yep. which is very, Flies back. <laughs> which was, I loved it. I learned so much in that, Yeah. but I've had to quit because I really don't think I can process the content anymore. So your life was, uh, you had a, a busy life. I mean, you were a psychiatric nurse for troubled teens, uh, and you've got multiple different ministry projects that you're working on. You're also a father as well as a husband. Yeah. So you've got all this stuff going on in your life. Uh, cancer comes in and sideswipes you. So, so how did you find out? Yeah. What, what was that process well, like? I'd had a charm life, I must admit. And I was going along. In fact, I was so healthy that the week before um, I had gone to, for my annual physical yeah. and passed with flying colors. Yeah. Um, then I had these dizzy spells okay. start up at work, at church, and they thought I might have a sinus infection. Um, and the dizzy spells got so severe that my wife had to call the EMTs. I was taken to the hospital and they worked me up for maybe the flu. And uh, just as they were about to send me home 
to kind of sleep, sleep it off through the night, they decided to do a CT scan for some crazy reason. Yeah. Uh, 45 minutes later, the uh, physician assistant walked in, pulled up a chair and said, Barbara, sit down. I've got some bad news. So totally unexpected, they said that I had, they saw a plum-sized tumor on the right side of my brain and that I was going to have to be shipped right down to Albany Med pronto to have surgery. So it came out of nowhere, blindsided me. How, what was that like? What was, how did you feel? What, we were so in shock. Yeah. So in shock. My wife, myself, my son was there too. Yeah. Um, so all we could do was huddle and pray. Um, I think I told my wife that I was going to be okay no matter what because if I'd either pass away and I'd be with Jesus or I was going to fight it and beat it. So that was my mindset. That's a great mindset to have. I've um, been optimistic from day one Yeah. Uh, and I appear to be doing better than a lot of my counterparts who have the same issues. Do you think your optimism uh, plays into that? I do. Yeah. I do. But my optimism comes from the Lord and my faith in Him, and I'm anchored. Uh, and by His stripes, I'm healed. So that is kind of what I hold on to. One of the joys we have, the hope, the hope of heaven um, as Christians, um, we're all on the same path. We're all, I mean, the statistics are pretty crazy. Uh, mm. One out of every one person's eventually going to die. <laughs> sure. The challenge is, is that um, you know that yours is sooner than than most. Yes. Uh, but he, if you, would you rather have not known? I mean, this is just a total side question. Um, but it's like, is it worse to know that that? It's, there, it's coming and it's sooner? Or do you like knowing that fact so that you can cherish each moment a little bit more? Yeah. It's hard on everyone knowing yeah. this. It's hard on the family, but um, yeah, if I was to just pass away and never had been told that I have this, I think that would have been hard on everyone too. At least now we yeah. can plan. Yeah. yeah, I can go on anniversaries and savor every moment. Yeah because I know I'm dying, yeah. So what advice would you give to somebody who is um, terminal, who is facing a terminal illness? I have some practical thoughts on how to deal with it. Yeah. The first thing I would encourage someone who is very ill yes. or has glio, I would encourage them to do their research. I'm shocked at how many people have serious diseases and don't even research any of it. Um, by researching, I have found uh, that you can communicate effectively with your physician mm. and you can draw out a lot of information that's helpful to you in the long run. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's a practical advice uh, is to have a family member or a friend go with you on all of your appointments and be the scribe, take notes, uh, yeah. because I guarantee you will not remember 99% of what a doctor says. 
if you even hear it in the first place. Well, it's got to be, I mean, your brain has got to be just spinning yeah. uh, like crazy, just oh, thinking of all these different things. Um, yes. So many times I would come home and my wife would say, well, you're supposed to be doing this for two days and then this for three days. I, I never heard that. So, yeah. That's a good piece of advice. Get family or friend to help you. Yeah, yep. to, to join you. Yes. What else you got? Um, well, certainly, if you haven't given your life to Christ, now is the time. Secure your place in heaven. You know, come to Christ now. None of us know when our time will come. So be prepared. The hope and the, the optimism you have is the same that every Christian has in knowing that the best day of your life is your last. Because it means that you get to leave this troubled life and be with Christ in heaven, be in heaven, be mm. in paradise. Mm -hmm. And so that hope you have, that optimism you have is found in God. That's so cool. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome, Steve. It's an optimism, it's a strength. Yeah. And that's available to everyone. Is there a Bible verse that, that really jumped out to Ooh. you as being helpful? I have a favorite here. Yeah, I'll let's hear read it. it right out of the text. Perfect. Yes, I love this. I love the imagery that's in this. This is from Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8. Mind if I read it? Please do. Okay. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no wearies in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Oh, I love that. I love the imagery of that tree. Yeah. It's a good verse. Your optimism and your, your joy um, in your situation is, um, now that fly's bugging me, uh, is amazing and is, is commendable. Thank you. What advice would you give to um, a family member who is watching someone close to them go through what you're going mm. through? Mm. Yes. It's often hardest on the family members around us. My wife, I can just see the pain in her face when I'm doubled up in pain or vomiting, um, you know, and she feels so helpless. Uh, but they're not. They can say a prayer. My wife, the other day, I was vomiting terribly and she was saying, Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And I can't tell you how much that helped me. Um, so it's nothing major that a family member has to do, mm. but to be right there with you, yeah. hold your hand, give you a back rub, anything. Uh, it doesn't take a lot, but just let the other person, the sick person know that there's someone there with you. Going through it. Going through it, yeah. So you were a Christian for 40 plus years, Yes. Uh, active in ministry, had a solid relationship with God, mm. with Jesus. How has your understanding of God, how has your relationship with God 
changed mm -hmm. in the past two and a half years? Because it, 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 I mean, it must have had an impact. There's been moments, and I won't lie, there have been moments when I have questioned the Lord's plan for me. Understandably yeah. so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I won't deny that. Well, the scriptures make it plain that generally whatever God allows, um, he will use for some other higher purpose and for his good and his glory. Yeah. His ways are so much higher than mine um, that it's not me. I should not be questioning my current situation. I come back to God daily um, and bring my anxieties into his light and his presence. And I remember that I can trust him at all times. Every day I can release my anxieties and fears to him. So this frees me up to pass on my calmness or my uh, positiveness to somebody else who's struggling with the same thing. That's great. That's great. Uh, the last video that we did um, at this point, I think we're around um, 8,000 views um, on that. A lot of people have watched that. And, and no doubt get encouragement. And I'm really excited for them to watch this um, 18 months later and, and, and see how good you're doing um, and to get further encouragement. Um, I'm pleased to hear that because I'm always kicking myself because I'm a Christian and I have the Great Commission and yet because I'm so sick, I can't do anything for anybody else or go out and speak about the Lord and yet this is one medium that I think at least I'm reaching out and doing that. Everybody who knows you, you have been a witness to. And the example that you lead uh, is commendable. Everybody who knows you uh, knows that you are now facing this incredible challenge and that, that uh, Barb is facing this challenge yes. uh, alongside you. And the way that you are, are taking it on um, and holding on to your faith. Mm. You are giving strength, uh, and you might not even realize it. Somebody that you know right now might 10, 15 years from now uh, go through a similar struggle mm -hmm. and will think back on Steve Beck and, and how you held strong to God, and they'll get strength through that. So know that your impact goes far greater than you even realize. You've, you've had an impact in my life, um, and... So yeah, be encouraged by that, that you have no idea how God is going to use the work that you have done. I appreciate that. That yeah. Yeah, settles and, my mind a lot. And the, the thing that's tough with YouTube, you have no idea who's watching, and you have no idea what, what benefit that's going to be to them. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that the Holy Spirit can guide somebody to randomly find this one thing and that they can get encouragement from that, which is great. Yes. That's, so, thank you for your your skills in that area. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful ministry. Well, it's nice to be able to use uh, the equipment and the skill set uh, that God has blessed me with mm. and, and the team. Uh, Jake's not on camera, but he's back there filming. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> Always behind the camera, never on the camera. Well, Steve, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I love coming to your, your property here. It's beautiful. Um, would you mind if I close this in prayer? Not at all. And thank you, everyone, for reconnecting with me 18 months later. Appreciate it. 
And on that note, um, join us as we uh, pray for Steve and for his family. Lord, thank you for Steve. Thank you for the uh, witness that he is to everybody, uh, whether you are uh, facing a terminal illness or not. uh, We can all look to Steve. And Lord, thank you um, for the witness that he is to each of us of uh, trusting in you and enjoying every single day. Lord, right now I want to pray specifically for Steve um, that you will give him strength and that you will heal his body um, as best as it is able as it's going through these challenging times. We know you have a plan for Steve. We know um, not every day is promised to us. But Lord, I pray that with the days that you have left for Steve, that you will keep him cognitive, keep him strong, keep his relationship with his wife strong. Lord, I also pray that you will give strength to his family. Uh, this is as big of a challenge for them as it is for Steve to watch their, their, their loving husband and father and friend go through this. Bring them closer together through this. Give them joy and love and happiness um, as they face this challenge together. And Lord, I pray for the person who is watching right now, Lord, that doesn't know you, um, that, they'll, that they'll open up that, that, that box and ask the question of maybe they should um, start a relationship with you. We love you, Lord, and we're so grateful for every day that you give us. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.